This is CJ Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature that delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today I'd like to solve for you some of life's mysteries. At least I feel satisfied with these answers. Maybe you will too. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer is, the egg came first. And here's why I think so. According to Darwin, small changes in biological traits, which happen all the time, by the way, occur when animals and plants reproduce. These changes are either advantageous for the environment in which they find themselves, or they are not. If the changes are good, this new change, along with the animal or plant who possesses it, will reproduce, and the change will be passed on. Makes sense, right? So let's apply this to the chicken and egg conundrum. Something pre-chickenish is hanging out one day and mates with whatever other pre-chickenish animal is nearby. The pre-chickenish animal lays a bunch of eggs, and one of them, instead of being pre-chickenish, is instead merely chickenish. Not pre-chickenish, but chickenish. As it turns out, the pre-chicken has some advantages the pre-chickenish doesn't have. And so it and its offspring live to reproduce. Eventually, our new animal, the pre-chicken, who is not in itself a chicken, by the way, lays an egg that hatches into, wait for it, what we might now recognize as a chicken. And there you go. The egg came first. Then the first chicken climbed out of its shell. Our next mystery is, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to witness the event, does it make a sound? The answer is no, because sound is a wave or movement, not a physical, material, particle-rich thing at all. It merely pushes air molecules, piggybacking upon the air. If the piggybacked air molecules then hit something that can process the piggyback, like your ear, then that process is perceived as a sound. So, no ear or other piggybacked air molecule processor, no sound, because the sound of a tree falling is your reaction to the tree's action. The falling of the tree in and of itself is simply an event. You are the one who makes or perceives the sound. Perhaps, though, the spirit of the question is not so much does it make a sound, but does it fall at all? In other words, the real question may be, do events in the world exist outside yourself? And the answer to that is also no. Why? According to quantum mechanics, particularly Carlo Rovelli's relational interpretation, events and the objects involved need your observation to coalesce from waves, or possibilities, into particles, or physical matter reality. From there, because you are not a neutral observer, the seemingly external event is further colored by your expectations and beliefs. So if you're not looking, contributing your particular perceptual slant on things, then nothing happens. Nothing at all. For more on this mind-bending conclusion, study the double-slit experiment, watch the movie The Secret or What the Bleep, or simply observe that what you expect, what you believe, what occupies your thoughts the most, tends to be your default reality. Our final mystery, not that there aren't quite a few more, but this is, after all, a short feature, is what's the meaning of life? 
you will be disappointed to learn that I think the answer is, like the ex existentialists might say, up to you. But if you're looking for direction, there are a lot of theories to choose from. Ben and Jerry's might say that the meaning of life is to have fun, as their motto is, if it isn't fun, why do it? A Buddhist might tell you that the purpose of life is to end suffering through the release of attachment to things and outcomes. And then, of course, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy tells us that the meaning of life is simply 42. I like that one, though I've often felt that the meaning of life is better embodied by the number three. This is C.J. Kinney for Esoterica. Thanks for listening. <laughs>